listening to the Coal Mine Podcast. This is David Cole from Dallas, Texas, and it's October 25th, 2020. In today's Halloween special, I take a break from election law to consider the law of zombies. In particular, so-called zombie statutes that stay on the law books even though a court has found them to be unconstitutional. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit recently grappled with a zombie statute about citizen petitions and found that the zombie had enough life left in it to let a lawsuit go forward about it. While this is not an issue that arises every day, the case is a powerful reminder here at Halloween time that not everything in the law books is what it may appear to be. Poole v. City of Houston, released last week by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, begins with a statement. It is often said that courts strike down laws when ruling them unconstitutional. That's not quite right. The case goes on to give examples of what commentators have called zombie laws that linger in the official records even in the aftermath of an unfavorable court decision about their constitutionality. For example, many southern states continue to have Jim Crow segregation laws in their official records of statutes, even though those laws are clearly unenforceable and nobody is seriously trying to do anything with them. The ban on same-sex marriage that was at issue in the Obergefell versus Hodges case is still of record, and even here in Texas, the statute that criminalized sodomy that was at issue before the Supreme Court in Lawrence versus Texas is still in the state official code. Even here in my neighborhood in Dallas, when we bought our house, it came with a list of restrictive covenants, most of which are routine matters such as how big your house can be, set back from the street, not pasturing a cow, that kind of thing. But one of them said that no person not of the white Caucasian race may reside upon the premises except for such household servants as may be employed from time to time. That and these other laws are distasteful, but the fact is that it takes substantial time and money to go through the process of formally removing them from people's contracts and from the statute books and city charters and whatnot of governmental entities. And political entities and individuals almost always choose to spend their time and money on the living rather than cleaning up these ineffective and null zombie laws. That background sets the stage for the pool case. The Houston City Charter allows a registered voter in the city of Houston to submit a petition that can then lead to an initiative or a referendum to be voted on by all the citizens of the city. In 1999, the Supreme Court examined a Colorado law that had the same requirement of a vote registered voter be the person that initiated the petition, and it found that to be unconstitutional. That holding turned this specific subpart, this voter registration requirement of the Houston Charter, into a zombie. Years went by, and in 2019, the immovable object of the Houston City Charter encountered an irresistible force, the plaintiffs. Trent and Trey Poole. Neither of them is registered to vote in Houston, and thus under the plain terms of the charter, they are not eligible to circulate petitions. Trent Poole, in particular, as the opinion summarized, is an avid petition circulator. In the past decade, he has petitioned in Texas and other states for Jill Stein, Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump. He has petitioned for medical marijuana referenda, and he has even petitioned for the creation of new political parties. Trent has such a passion for petitions that he runs a company dedicated to hiring professional circulators. The Pools in 2019 wanted to sponsor a petition that would ultimately limit campaign contributions to candidates for city office who sought to receive contributions from city contractors. The no pay to play was the shorthand for it. But the city's required form to sponsor a petition still had the language in it from the zombie charter provision about having to be registered to vote in Houston to sponsor this sort of petition. The Pools asked the city, and the city responded in hindsight unwisely, 
to quote the opinion, that it had not yet determined its position on the charter requirements enforceability. The pools went to court, and they won a restraining order that allowed them to circulate their petition. While they won in court, they lost in the court of public opinion. They did not get enough signatures within the deadline, and that petition died a natural death. But they sought to continue their lawsuit, arguing that they could well have other ideas come to them for future petitions and would again encounter this problem of this registration requirement in the city charter. The issue then legally is standing, whether the pools, after their petition failed, continue to have standing to challenge the charter requirement because they may file similar petitions in the future. The Fifth Circuit worked through the two relevant issues. Recall that they do their work mostly through three judge panels. Here, Judge Greg Costa of Houston wrote the opinion, joined by Judge James Graves of Mississippi and Judge Kurt Englehart of Louisiana. As to the first consideration, the pools clearly satisfied the requirement of standing law that they will continue to engage in the protected activity, given uh, in particular Trent Pool's well-documented many, many years of petitioning, including petitioning activity in Houston. As to the second, in the words of the court, the harder question is whether there is a sufficient threat of future enforcement of the qualified voter requirement. This is where most attempts to challenge a zombie law in federal court would fail without any indication that the government is planning to enforce a law after a similar one has been held unconstitutional in a binding decision. There will be no objective fear of continued enforcement. Again, two considerations came up, and they weighed in favor of the pools. The first is that the language in the form is still there. The city said, as is often the case with these zombie provisions, the process for formally removing it would be complex, would take time and money. But the court observed that Houston had not said anything publicly about the invalidity of that provision for 20 years. And after this dispute arose, while the city inserted an editor's note in the form saying that the city would not be enforcing the old language, the court observed it is unclear who or what body approved the new form. So there's not a lot of life in the zombie after considering this first factor, but there's some, enough to let the litigation proceed and test whether this editor's note, given the longstanding silence by the city on the matter, is in fact a binding statement of the Houston city government. The second point, back in 2014, Trent Poole had another petition that he was trying to circulate in Houston. There was litigation about that, and the city asked deposition questions that clearly assumed the old form was still valid. It asked about people being registered to vote in the city and some other related issues. And again, that wasn't a lot of life being breathed into the zombie, but it was some. The city took actions and litigation that just would not make any sense unless somebody somewhere in the city thought there was a question about the enforceability of the old language. Again, that's not enough to necessarily win the case, but it's enough to raise the kind of real question that you need to have standing to bring a lawsuit to satisfy the Constitution's case or controversy requirement. So in sum, taking all these considerations into account, the court concluded, and I use their language, although there would not usually be a reasonable fear of continued enforcement of a zombie law, the history of Houston's qualified voter requirement we have recounted gives Trent Poole standing to seek an injunction that would guard against continued chilling of his speech. This zombie shows signs of life. Today on the Coal Mind Halloween special, we looked at a zombie law, a Houston law about petitions that has been clearly unconstitutional for 20 years. The Fifth Circuit held that even though the zombie was clearly dead as a result of the Supreme Court's ruling about a similar statute in Colorado, Houston had breathed life back into it with its actions and its statements. In sum, Poole versus City of Houston vividly illustrates Faulkner's famous line, the past is never dead, 
it's not even passed. As the 2020 election approaches closer, early voting ends this week and election day is November 3rd, I'll continue to review other topics about the election process and the legal disputes that it has and will generate. You can follow this podcast on any of the main directories, and if you like it, I encourage you to join several other happy listeners and leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again soon.